Welcome back. I was um, sitting out there with Greg Greer just enjoying being outside without having to be outside, just looking out the window and watching snow. So the um, first Saturday in February, uh, it was 7.45 in the morning, I was in Topeka, and I was in a meeting, and I wasn't feeling exceptionally encouraged, wasn't discouraged, wasn't encouraged, I was just pretty much just feeling tired, and the person running the meeting had gone around through the different um, things needed to be covered, and he looked at me, she looked at me and said, Chaplain, you have anything for us? And so I looked around the room, about 30 people, they were wearing masks, and, and um, so it was hard to kind of discern what was going on. And it was also morning, and they were all tired too. And so here's what my mind scrolled through. First, it was, I'm tired, and I don't feel like saying anything. I rarely feel like talking to anybody except God in the morning anyway. And so at first, I'm tired, I don't feel like saying anything. And then they look like they're ready to get on with their day. They've had enough talking. And then this is all very quickly, you know, like, you know how your mind, and I'm like, what good do my little talks do anyway, actually, in these settings? And so I said, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> And so immediately after the meeting, I went out in the hall, and two people said, man, Chaplain, I was really disappointed you didn't say anything. I, I needed some encouragement this morning. And then I heard the same thing like three times that day. And I wish I'd just offered a few words. They weren't asking me for a sermon, just usually it's two minutes. And I had some, I just didn't feel like it. <laughs> so who doesn't need encouragement? I mean, I feel like, you know, more people are discouraged now around me than I can remember and who doesn't need discouragement? Who, who doesn't? And what does it take to encourage someone? It, it, does it take a lot, take a little? Does it take the perfect word? What does it feel like? What does it look like to be discouraged? What kind of things encourage you? What does it feel like when you're encouraged? How important is encouragement to thriving? All these are the kind of things that we want to consider today. And we want to consider, I want to encourage you to consider the vital importance of encouragement. <laughs> and, and I want you to be encouraged, but I want you to consider the vital importance of you being an encourager. And we want to carefully and, and consistently consider how to encourage one another. And it just doesn't take much to encourage people some. And sometimes some is much, especially when people are pretty discouraged. And we tend to look for the home run or the right word or action that will lift the fog, motivate, inspire that's awesome. Someone's, so yesterday, I'm going, whose phone went off? Is that, that, I'm, I don't want to rat you out. Well, so Lily, yesterday, I, I, was in the, I was in the senior staff meeting again, and I never had my phone on ring. I, it's just always on silent. And I had it on ring, and right in the middle of this brief, my phone went off. And it was inside a pair, of, it was inside my pants that were marked that were buttoned, so I couldn't get to it. And so I was talking afterwards. I said, you know, my whole life I've had somebody's phone go off every time I've talked. This is the first time I got to do it to somebody else. <laughs> so, um, we, you know, we tend to look for the home run. It's really okay, Lily. I, was just, I just want to know who it was because it happened. To, I got to do it yesterday. And um, so I'll tell you another story. So another time. Yes. <laughs> so one, one time. One time I was doing a, I may have told you a story, Christy knows this story. One time I was doing a wedding, and Christy was at the piano, and somebody's phone just went on and on and on. I said, who is the idiot that won't turn their phone off? I looked over, and Christy was like, <laughs> her phone was in her purse sitting over there in the front row. 
<laughs> okay. So we, we tend to look for the, the home run or the, or the right word or action that will just inspire and motivate, and this really isn't realistic. You know, what if we just were able to encourage someone just a little bit? And what if we just do a little bit over a long time? So, Trace, you guys come on up. Where you at? Come on up and um, talk to us just a little bit. They're going to talk a little bit about um, encouragement, then I'll come talk some more out of Hebrews, and then we're going we're gonna to do some stuff together, too. So Rodney will share a little bit, then we're going to have some time to work on this together. So my phone went off during new member seminar. I was sitting in the front row. Terry was up there talking. My phone was going off in my pocket, so runs in the family. Uh, <laughs> Jacob, I know it's kind of nerve-wracking to come yeah. up in front of people and talk, so let's start with an easy question. Mm-hmm. Just tell us who you are, how long you've been coming to River, mm-hmm. Basic stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But what you're studying and what's coming up. That, that's a big part. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my name is Jacob Schmidt. Uh, I'm a senior at Wichita State University studying mechanical engineering. So those engineers out there. I'm almost done. So uh, <laughs> looking for a job. Uh, I came, started coming to River, I think, in 2018, uh, senior of my high school. So uh, it's, been, it's been a good time. Uh, let's see. I like to garden. Um, that's probably going to be the first thing I do when I graduate. Yeah. Garden. So getting ready to graduate in May, looking mm-hmm. for a job, mm-hmm. going on a one-link trip this summer, come oh, back yeah, that's and a, that's start, a big one. <laughs> start work, right? Yeah, I'm going on a mission trip. <laughs> so I'm super excited about that, and I'm, I'm bonding with my, my teammates, and there, there, there are three other teams going, so it's been really cool to see how God's been faithfully providing uh, financially and through prayers and just uh, bonding, with, bonding with the team. So that's been, it's been a humbling experience, yeah. for sure. That's good. So we're talking about encouragement today. And the past couple of years have been difficult years for you. Um, you've had a lot of people come alongside you and, and encourage you and help you walk through those things. So tell us a little bit about what has made the past couple of years difficult for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, for those of you who don't know, I struggle with same-sex attractions. Um, and so in a church environment, that's um, kind, of, kind, of, kind of a tricky situation. Um, and before I go any further, I would like to kind of just, you know, define what, what I'm kind of talking about. So obviously, yes, I am attracted to men. However, when I, when I read scripture, I do believe that God has condemned it. And so it's really put me in a, in a difficult situation where it's like, yes, I believe God is good and he holds, and he's stated this, but there is this big part of me that doesn't agree with that. And so... Um, I got baptized about three years ago, and that's kind of like my declaration of war on this, where I'm not, like, hiding anymore, and I want to talk about it and kind of wrestle with it. I mean, wrestle with God. Like, that, that's, that's kind of been the definition of these past three years. Um, and so what's also been hard is that, uh, I honestly, I don't feel like there's a ton of people out there that kind of struggle with this, and so I kind of felt alone on, you know, how do, how do I go about this? Like, it, it's... It's taboo, no one will, you know. And so I felt pretty isolated with that. Um, and then on top of it, you know, you have, you have society and so many other people just saying who you are and what you believe. Uh, and that, that's, that's also been really disorienting. And so in my family, you know, there are some people who are like, absolutely, Jacob, go find yourself a partner, like, have fun. And on the other spectrum, there are those people who are like disgusted and they don't, they don't want me to be a part of the family anymore. Um, because I, I have these attractions. 
And so, and then you have others who just want to help, but they don't know how. And so it's been confusing. I mean, that, that's, that's definitely been, yeah. been it. But, you know, I'm excited to be here because there have been a lot of ways that River has encouraged me um, to stay in the fight. And um, so I had the opportunity. I've, I've been pretty, pretty yeah. excited. Yeah, so you mentioned when you got baptized. And we mm-hmm. I, I remember talking to you, to you about it before you got baptized. And that really was, like you said, a declaration of war. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not keeping this a secret anymore. Like, I'm going to war with this. And you've had a lot of battle buddies who've come alongside you and encouraged you through, you know, I, I mean, we've walked and had talks, and you were, I mean, kind of like torment. I mean, it's really kind of challenging internal stuff you're working through. So how have people come alongside you and encouraged you? What are some of the ways people have done that, and how has it mm-hmm. helped you over the past two years? Yeah, well, I would definitely say it's not the, it's not the home run, home run statements. Um, a lot of it's just been and faithfulness and like allowing me to think so probably one of the biggest things is when I first first uh, like welcome people into my life I was wrestling with like these these big questions of like you know obviously the design of marriage like I disagreed with God on like that's wrong and like that that's you know wrestling with that and I mean 50% of marriages in America or more like fail and the marriages I saw in my life were always filled with, with bitterness and you know, definitely not God-honoring, and so I was like, how, how, how could this be good? Um, and so I really wrestled with that, um, and so, yeah, and then, like, there are other, other Christian denominations that are pro-same-sex marriages. I was like, so, so, who, so who's right? And I remember talking, talking with you and other, other, like, battle buddies, and I would always try and, like, I would secretly kind of want a, an answer that says, like, oh, that's gross, like, horrible, like condemning, so I could like kind of retreat into bitterness. But it's like, that's never really what happened. Um, I remember that um, a lot of the times you just said, like, I don't know, or, you know, probably one of the best things was you encouraged me to wrestle with, with those arguments, like pro and against. And, but most importantly, you said, compare it to the gospel, compare it to the Bible. And I think what was so em- encouraging about that is that it allowed me space to think and wrestle with these different different ideas but then compare it to the truth and furthermore it's like that i looking back i can see the holy spirit working sorry uh work, working in my life uh and kind of wrestling with that truth and so it wasn't like you're trying to find those those perfect words to say you're giving me the space to think and allowing the holy spirit to work um and so and, and there are a lot of other people in, in that but mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I know when we talked a few days ago, you mentioned listening as yeah. being maybe one of the most encouraging things mm-hmm. for you, which is strange. Yeah. You know, you think, you know, you need somebody to have the answer or do this home run thing, but it was listening for you. So tell us a little yeah. bit about how that was helpful for you. Absolutely. So um, let's see. Uh, for those of you who know, who know Drew Mullen and Chloe, Chloe Mullen, they're like, they're like my, my best friends. Um, and so uh, I, let, I let Drew on in. in in on this, and he lives in Arizona, but when he, when he would come back, we would sit around the campfire and, and just talk. You know, we would talk about what I was struggling with and the pain that I was going through and the frustrations and, and the ideas and things like that. Um, and I don't think I've ever met anyone who can listen better than like Chloe. Drew's a good, good listener, but Chloe, <laughs> like she was so, so intense and just like, um,
yeah, just willing to listen. And she didn't know the answers. They didn't know the answers. Um, but they were willing to go through life with me, hear me out, um, show me love, show me patience. And they didn't, they didn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's what's kind of crazy about it. Um, but it was just knowing that they're there with me through the hard, hard times. Um, I mean, that, 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 that's like a, an argument for the gospel in itself. And like I, that, that, that idea is, you know, um, there's, there's been a lot of things in River. It's like the way you guys live is an argument for the gospel in itself is what is like drawn me further. But just hearing, hearing me out, um, because sometimes it just, it's like I don't feel like there's a ton of people who are willing to listen. So it's refreshing to hear that someone, someone cares and they're not, they're not afraid of those, those difficult questions or statements. Um, yeah, absolutely. Listening. Yeah. Huge thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I know it takes a lot of courage to come up here and share, so thanks mm-hmm. for being willing to do that. Uh, it's an honor to be your brother and walk with you through it. And I know you did want to just let people know, like, if you want to talk mm-hmm. more with Jacob, I don't want to yeah. speak for you, but yeah. you can. Yeah, no, uh, I have thick skin. Uh, <laughs> if, if you guys have questions about, like, my testimony or just questions in general, uh, I like difficult questions, and I don't get offended easily, so um, don't, don't hesitate to ask. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah, appreciate it. So let's talk about, um, I mean, that, that was a, a him paint, Jacob painted a picture of encouragement. So now let's, let's talk about it and um, how we could apply it in different ways. So encouragement needs a a foundation and a focus and a friend. And we're going to look at that from, from um, Hebrews chapter 10. So we don't just, encouragement's not just hung in midair. I mean, Jacob talked about encouragement as listening and not hitting a home run. But, what, but there was a word he used a lot, and it was gospel. The founda- there was a foundation for the encouragement. And so um, sometimes... It's difficult for me to encourage people in the military setting because when people are in meetings that they're made to come to, I'm not going to run over them with the gospel, so I've got to be very careful. So it's difficult because I've got to like give them encouragement, but I feel like I'm almost hanging encouragement in midair without the gospel. Because <laughs> so, encouragement has a foundation because there's people who go, there's nothing to be encouraged about right now. And I'm like, well, if you don't have the gospel, yeah, if you have the gospel, there's always something to be encouraged about. There's a permanent reason. And then encouragement needs a focus. It's towards something. It's not just generally feeling encouraged. It's towards a certain thing. And then encouragement very often comes from outside in, from another person. So let me read in Hebrews 10, and I want you to look for encouragement's foundation, focus, and friend in this. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body, And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day of approaching. So foundation, 
full assurance of acceptance with God through the blood of Jesus. And so we have this perpetual, permanent reason to be encouraged. It's not just encouragement hung in midair. And then there's a focus. What's the focus? What's it towards? Encourage people towards not just good feelings, but love and good deeds. And both of those are actional. We're encouraging people so that they're able to go live a certain kind of way. Love expressed in practical actions is the focus of our encouragement. We, we're happy if people feel good, but you can be encouraged and not feel that good. <laughs> and you can feel good and not really be motivated towards love and good deeds. And then, and then love has a friend. So somebody who is willing to give kiss, consistent and careful and consideration to how to do this. And so specifically, we want to be the kind of people who are considering how. That's the word for tonight. Consider, consider, consider. Think about it. And this implies concentrated thought. So the word he used there was spur one another on. Some translations say stir up. And it's a, it's, in the Greek, it's a very striking term that could be used for provoking a riot. <laughs> it's provoking someone to... It's, it's the provocation towards love expressed in good actions. It's provoking people to encourage. So it doesn't mean you're a pot stirrer, you know, that you're an annoying person. It just means you're... You're thinking deeply about what can I do to help encourage this person? How can I um, move them towards this life God wants for them? And it, and it doesn't take much, as you saw. It takes a ministry of presence sometime, a hand on the shoulder, a prayer. But it is, at some point in time, a biblical encouragement is going to require, at some point in time, words. <laughs> it's going to take words. And um, he, there's times when you're just quiet. There's times when you have... But, but quiet, hand on the shoulder, that meant when they did say words, you, you were more likely to listen to them. We're all that way. But there has to be words. Faith comes through hearing. And um, so the word used for encourage here is the word parakaleo, which is like, the, like we get parallel from, and then the second part is to call out. So it's calling, it's, it's literally to call people, come alongside people. It's a, there's a partner word used for the Holy Spirit. He's called the paraclete. He's the comforter. So it's joining someone in a journey, speaking words that encourage the traveler to keep pressing on despite obstacles and fatigue. And it could be a single word. It could be um, the gospel. It could be any number of things. We had a, our small group had um, Robert Garner is, and I are leading the group together. And so several times we've had the, some boys from the home come over and we do events with them. And we had an event last, last Wednesday night. And there was Robert th thought through the eight boys that were coming. And I didn't even notice. I just thought he just said, hey, you go there, you go here. He thought through every boy and he matched him with a guy in our group. So he knew the boys and he knew the men in the group and he matched them for this night together. We did like cornhole and we had sandwiches and and I just thought it was sort of random at the end. He goes, no, I put him with you because of this, and I put him with him because of this. You know, what was, he was considering how to encourage both us and the boys. He, had, he knew both of us. And I know a lot's been said and written about the five love languages, how people are loved different ways. But biblically, everyone needs to hear words of encouragement. I mean, you, have, you need to hear words. And I, I'm not saying that some people don't like acts of service or gifts or whatever. That's not my point. But everybody needs words of encouragement, words that have a foundation of the gospel, words that have a proactive focus, not just for you to feel better, but to become better, and words that flow from a trusted friend. So 
we're talking about, specifically, we're, we're not talking about encouragement just generically. We sort of are, but we're talking specifically about encouragement um, in, the, in the form of, of words that move people towards godliness, spoken truth, which, which again, doesn't, doesn't preempt times of not speaking because you earn the right to speak sometimes by not speaking. You're in the right to speak by knowing people and listening to them. But again, we want to consider, and in the context here of Hebrews, is considering how to speak into people's lives. And so we have our, our four M's. We have, we have um, you know, mission, member care, meetings, and, and mentoring. And um, can you get to that slide quickly? Uh-huh. So, uh, and, we, and we've, we've been talking about those, every leadership community. These are, the, these are the components, the core competencies of group, of leading a group. Um, and we've talked about all those. But every one of those requires encouragement. To, to stay missional, people need to be encouraged. To continue to meet together requires encouragement. To take care of one another to takes encouragement. And a big part of mentoring is encouragement. So the, the people in your group, just like you, just like me, we leak encouragement, so we need a steady supply of encouragement. And we're not looking for techniques so much, but just this idea of continually giving attention to this, just thinking about it, thinking about how do we encourage people? How do you, how do you, how do you keep doing that? How do you keep speaking encouragement to people and not measure by whether or not their face responds to you? Because sometimes we go, you know, I tried that, and, and they just looked at me, you know. So it happened to me yesterday, and I tried to encourage someone, they looked at me. So, okay, that, that didn't work, but it did work. Later on, they came and talked to me. But we can't measure by what their face does. We can't measure by whether or not they say, wow, that was so encouraging. We don't measure in the moment at all. We just consider how to encourage people, give it your best shot, and you leave it with God. And it's going to look like you. It's not going to look like someone else. Jim and I are, are good friends. We work together, and Rodney and Trace. But we all encourage, move through life very differently. So it needs to look like you. So we're going to bat this around a little bit in just a minute. Rodney, why don't you come up and talk about, tell us why you keep crying on Sundays. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're going to talk together. That's right. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, you know, I think one of the things we talked about was, you know, the, the assumption has been, you know, Rodney's, Rodney's been a little emotional because his dad died, and that's certainly one part of it. But it's, it's one part of multiple things that have come your way. So without giving us all the detail, you know, just give us a, you know, how would you say... That's just one part of kind of multiple challenges in your life the last two years. Um, it's, I mean, it's been one part just because, you know, Tiffany's dad died and then Tiffany's mom moved in with us. Um, my kids are launching. And so there's, there's sort of normal kind of loss with that. Like, hey, this is a good thing. Wait a minute. No, I'm not ready for you to leave. Uh, yes, I am. Please leave. So it's, it's kind of this weird blessing and curse at the same time uh, and then um, just 
some of the struggles that people close to me, like really close to me that are going through. Um, and uh, part of the hardship is wanting to, to be a fixer. You know, the Sunday that I stood up here and said, look, we, we hung these screens and we did this and we had that remote and I could push all these buttons and make this look just right. Uh, in my mind, I'm thinking of this situation and thinking, I need one of those remotes. Um, <laughs> Uh, for this particular struggle, and the, I have one, but it's trust and wait and hope and call on your community to rally around you and, uh, and then do that again and again. And so um, part of the reason I cry is because I'm a little bit afraid uh, and then part of the reason I cry is because you guys are amazing. Uh, the church is like spectacular. Not, I mean, yes, river, but the church and God's uh, work in the church. So um, the gospel is true. I have actual hope, and but I still feel and I'm still afraid. So how, um, how Jacob talked about how people have encouraged him. And, um, you know, you could echo some of the same, many of the same things. So let me ask you a different, how has it been hard for you to receive encouragement from people? I'm supposed to be an encourager. Uh, so uh, I'm, 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 I'm standing up here on Sunday. So, you know, it's, it's. It's hard to need, and I'm supposed to be the, I'm, I'm the dad, I'm the, I'm the guy, I'm the man. Uh, so that's, that's why it's, it's sometimes hard. But the, the thing that's been great for me is I go to my group, the group leader, and before group starts, I'm crying, and Matt looks at me, he's like, you doing okay? <laughs> well, that's a very perceptive question, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, but he's he's being kind. Matt and I have been grouped together for a super long time. That's it's really good to have somebody you've been in group with for a long time. So that's I mean part of the reason it's hard is I I want to be there. But I've also seen in my group as I've let them encourage me how much we've grown together uh, as a group. And uh, yeah, I I feel like. I'll just be honest. I feel like a loser sometimes. Like, hey guys, it's me crying again. <laughs> and, but it actually is. I guess I'm okay with that a little bit. Like, this is what I have to do for us to learn to love each other. Okay, God, fine. But whenever you're ready to turn off the tears, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> so, but I guess the short answer to your question is that's really why it's hard. Mm -hmm. Is I'd rather be the home run hitter. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd rather. I know it. We don't. We don't. We don't do home runs. But I, I'd kind of like to hit grand slams. <laughs> so, and but part of that for me, just learning, faithful plotting is yeah. is, and that's where encouragements come for me. You know, texting my guys and them texting me and and me texting and saying, hey, I'm struggling. And the only thing I can point to is this one little thing that sort of set me off. Sorry, I just want to let you know I'm struggling, and they. Are quick to respond. Mm. So, thanks. 
So, Jim, go ahead and hand out those um, sheets. Where are you at? Is Jim in here? There he is, or whoever's got them. Uh, maybe get a couple people to help you. And um, we're going we're gonna to let you spend a little bit of time, uh, about 10 minutes working. So you can work on these with your, your leader assistant, your spouse if you want, um, by yourself if you want, just a friend, doesn't matter. But you don't have to go through every one of these questions. It's not like, um, the, you know, this is not a test. This is, these are just some things to spur, spur you on to consider. Um, what does it look like for you to be encouraged? What does it look like to encourage other people? So this is, this is just a sheet to um, spur, some inf- spur some thought. You don't have to exactly uh, do it just like this. So you can move around if you'd like, if you, or you can, um, if, you wanna, if you're not next to your leader assistant. But go ahead and um, give, that, give that some time. Uh, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll do this. We're only going to do this for about maybe five minutes, seven minutes. Then I'm going to ask, so focus on one or two things. You can work on it. Focus on one or two things. Then I'm going to ask a couple of people just to give us some thoughts so we can um, key off of other people's um, experiences. So give it just a few minutes, and then I'll, I'll ask a few people to give us some ideas. And feel free to talk out loud, whatever you want to do. Thank you. Larry Crabb has a book. It used to be called um, Encouragement, the Key to Caring. It has this encouragement, something else now. I can't think. It's the unexpected power of building others up, but it's a, the same book. But he says three, he said three things that I stood out to me. People are hurting more deeply than we, and sometimes they know. And, and on that, I would say, you know, um, you might think, or we might sometimes think, yeah, that includes me. I'm hurting deeply. I can't encourage someone. I'm so discouraged. And so I'd like you to think about this. If only the people who are encouraged are encouraging, how many people do you think are going to be out there giving encouragement? <laughs> uh, most people are, to use a, a football term, they're playing hurt. I mean, there's something not completely right with them. And, so, and then as you encourage out of your discouragement, God will encourage you. Relationship with Christ provides resources unique and indispensable here now and, and um, that's supposed to be here now and perfectly, that, no, indispensable to healing now and perfect healing forever. So the resources offer healing now partially and perfect healing forever. So we have the resources in Christ that are, are more than just words. And only an encouraged community will be able to sustain missional involvement. So we're a, missional, we're a missional people, but we're only going to be as missional as we, as we stay encouraged. So let me finish with a, uh, I started with how I, a month ago, I went up to speak on a Saturday and I failed because I, I didn't feel like encouraging anybody. And so yesterday I drove to Topeka and I had a do-over. So I had two things working in my favor or against me, whatever. One was I knew I was going to be talking today, and then two... I had not done it last week. So I was driving to Topeka yesterday morning, 
um, considering how do I encourage the people there. And so we went around the staff meeting. They, everybody talked. They all looked the same. You know, they're tired. And, and they said, Chaplain, you got anything? I said, yes. <laughs> and I didn't feel like it any more than I did the, la- the last month. But, I, but I, did, I, did, I had thought through, what do I think would encourage these people? Because I know them. And I said a few words, and they were, in fact, encouraged. And then as I walked around during the day, I'd run to people, and they would want to talk about what I talked about that morning. And so um, it's something we can all do. It takes um, consideration. It takes Allie, you know, getting out of yourself <laughs> and not making it about you. But we can do it.